0: The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. I, I just cannot understand how uh, this proceeds from here. They're shutting everything down. What do all these people do? What does everybody who works, works or owns a restaurant do? What does everybody who works or at or owns a car dealership do? You know, what does everybody that works at or owns and insert any business into that, except maybe a grocery store, which is going to remain open. Now, I'm not. I know this isn't happening everywhere yet, but I think it's coming to everywhere. I know uh, Washington, state of Washington. I know the state of New York, and I know other states are doing all of this. Ordering people to stay home unless you work at one of these essential businesses, gas stations, supermarkets, hospitals, obviously. What what does everybody else do? What do you do for income? And I know they're talking about this stimulus thing, which don't get me started on that. However... That isn't going to be enough to survive months of this, if that's what it's going to take. And more and more we see it, the more it seems as though that's possible. So this is beyond uncharted territory. This is beyond anything any modern civilization has had to deal with. Yeah, we've had pandemics before, but we have not had these types of efforts to stop a pandemic. And that's where we get into this disease or the cure thing, which is worse. And believe me, I'm not belittling the fact that people are dying from this virus. I don't, I'm not doing that at all. But man, um, the fallout from what's happening economically. And for example, I'll just give you a personal example here. Cooperstown, New York is a tiny little place. We've got 1,000 full-time residents here. Most of those residents have a business related to the tourism trade here. We have the Baseball Hall of Fame, plus some other things. But there's the most important part of our tourism economy is a facility called the Cooperstown Dreams Park. They have something like 130 baseball teams come through every week. Fifteen kids on a team. These are kids, 12-year-olds. So the parents come, the siblings come for a week. They rotate in and out of here. They visit all of the restaurants. They visit the Baseball Hall of Fame. They visit the other museums. They shop on Main Street. Every business in Cooperstown, New York, relies on that traffic. Again, 12 weeks, um, 150 teams a week, times 15, times two parents, times whatever siblings will come in with them. The hotels all rely on this. Not only that, but the county itself relies on the sales tax revenue that comes in from that. And they just announced that this Dreams Park facility is going to be closed for the summer, all summer long. So there is going to be no tourism season for the businesses of Cooperstown, New York. I happen to have a, a, a rental property that I rent to families who come for this tournament. And all, the, all those reservations are obviously going to be canceled. So, but that's, that's small in comparison to what some of these other businesses are going to go through. I don't know how they recover from that. Most of them will still have to pay their mortgages. Most of them will still have to pay their taxes. Most of them still have to put their own food on their own tables. I, I just don't know how this works. So I, I know that I'm probably preaching to the choir here. I know we're all feeling the same frustrations. But the most important thing is that we do whatever we can to, to stop this thing from spreading, if that's even possible. But I know there are people that aren't heeding the warnings of our public officials the governors of New York and Washington and other places have said, "Don't leave your home," and people are going out and doing it anyway, having barbecues, having weddings, having you know going to spring break, which now some of those kids have tested positive and they're at risk of giving it to their older family members. Anyway, whatever you can do to uh, listen to the public health officials and public governmental officials, we have to do it. We've got to get this thing over. As soon as we can. So in the meantime, we will continue to broadcast here and we'll continue to talk about topics that are not related to this epidemic pandemic. Although I just did that. But either way, tonight we're going to talk about Hatman, the shadow figure that many people report showing up in their bedrooms late at night. We'll also talk about shadow people and we'll talk about Slender Man. It's kind of the trifecta of these shadowy figures. And ha- Heidi Hollis is our guest tonight. She is an expert on the topic. Uh, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll have our guest. Heidi Hollis is going to talk about Hatman, Slenderman Slender Man, and Shadow People tonight on Beyond Reality. Don't go away. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash That's J-O-H-A-W. I appreciate you all joining me tonight and also encourage you to go to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search for J.V. Johnson. You'll find it. Subscribe to the channel. It's a great place to join us for our online community. We've got a live chat room that is active during the live streams of the program. It's a great way to interact with other people with similar interests. So check that out. Again, go to YouTube. Go to J.V. Johnson. Subscribe. It's all good there. Follow us on Facebook as well. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the Hat Man slender man shadow people what do they all mean where are they all from why are they here and who is seeing these folks our guest tonight is heidi hollis heidi is an expert on all of these topics we're going to be talking about the topics themselves plus her work and her books heidi welcome to beyond reality great to have you back here again
1: hey there thank you so much jv how are you doing this evening i'm okay
0: how are you uh, surviving this um lockdown or where where, first of all, where are you you in california
1: I sure am. I'm in Northern California. Um, I was supposed to be down in the Los Angeles area, but I decided to hold off on that right yeah. now because yeah. of all that's going on. It's yeah. uh, really sad, really yeah. horrifying.
0: Probably a, a smart move there. Is California under the same types of orders that we are here in New York? We're not supposed to leave our homes, that kind of thing? Yeah. boy, There sure is,
1: this yeah. Is, this we is are just... under that uh, strict order, and uh, you have to have papers on you if you're Caught driving around. Um, oh, yeah. So wow. you make sure that you're going to a job that's needed. Isn't that something?
0: It's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, there are so many parts of this yeah. that are just unbelievable. First of all, the fact we're in a health scare the size that we are. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's surreal in itself. But then to be in a situation where you have to have papers on you if you venture outside your house, mm-hmm. that is reminiscent of some very scary things as well. But anyway, that's not yeah. why what we're here to talk about. Um, there are other things in the world that can be a little bit scary. And and we're going to talk about some of those other things, like, um, as I mentioned, yeah. hat man, slender man, shadow people. But before we get into those things specifically, mm-hmm. how did you develop your interest in all of this?
1: Well, I, I grew up in a haunted house, so um, it came at me. I sure wasn't looking for it. So my first challenge was eight years old, taking on an organ that was playing by itself pretty oh, wow. wildly. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I was I was left to, to fend against this as my siblings locked themselves in the bathroom, all horrified at this thing playing madly by itself. And, and I, just, I couldn't take the sound of it anymore and went to get the keys to lock it up and pulled down the the cover for the organ and locked it put the keys up and the keys started jingling in the room like they was going to come flying out or something and uh it was christmas day it was the first oh, christmas um past my mother having having died and uh early in the year and um here there's mountains of of wrapping paper everywhere. And and another sound started playing madly. And it's like, well, you know, my siblings are screaming in the bathroom. My God, what is that now? And I'm like, I'm like digging through trying to find out what it is. And here it was my sister's electric guitar, Mm. electronic guitar that, that she was given. And I'm telling her, I'm pulling out the batteries to stop this thing too, you know? And, and I opened it and it had no batteries. And, um, I just remember kind of being petrified, like I couldn't make the sound stop. And I'm like, and I just remember kind of collapsing and just crying. It was just, it was horrifying. So, Uh, um, yeah, so I started that.
0: Were Mm -hmm. you the uh, oldest of the siblings to be the one out there trying (laughs) to tackle this stuff?
1: (laughs) No, no. See, I had uh, an older sister who was quite the bully, and, um, the future step brother who was there and my younger sister and my older sister we we all went into the bathroom locked ourselves in like the when the organ started playing we're like what on earth why is this thing doing this and and we were in there for a long time and uh my sister goes well it's too crowded in here somebody's got to get out and she shoved me out oh man <laughs> so. Yeah, so wow. there there goes my first ghost uh, <laughs> tackling expedition at eight years old. So it wasn't um, it was something I wanted to do, that's for sure. I know
0: you, I know you said <laughs> your your mother had passed away earlier in that year, and I'm sorry about mm-hmm. that. But uh, was your father in the house? Was yeah. were there any adults in the house when this was happening?
1: Not at the time. Uh, they mm. we had just opened up all our Christmas presents, and you know we're having a good old time playing with our toys and my my future stepmother and my dad go oh we're gonna go and wish the neighbors Merry Christmas we'll be right back and uh so they had just stepped out and this thing started going crazy and it was my stepmother's organ uh she had just moved in so um, it was nothing that was there before, and, and me and my sisters, to be honest, when I started doing it, we, we loved old-fashioned Western movies, mm-hmm. and we crowded around, and we're like, this is cool, just like the automatic pianos in the old Western movies, and uh, we're like, how does it do that? We ask our future stepbrother, and he goes, it doesn't do that, oh. <laughs> and we screamed, and we're like... That's when we realized we were dealing with something out of the ordinary. So, so so
0: do you mind me asking about your mother? Do do you think Mm -hmm. there was any connection in in uh, with what was happening Mm -hmm. that Christmas Day and your mom?
1: Well, you know, a lot of people speculated. They're just like, oh, because that was just the beginning. That just launched things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, well, you know, your mother must have been into some uh, dark magic and this, this, and that. And. And I'm like, hold on, uh, my, my mother died, I was seven, my sister was five, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what, what mother do you know would find joy in terrorizing her very small children like yeah, that? Yeah. Um, it seemed to be that this, this dark presence okay. had started then, and it's like the protective love of a mother is nothing that can beat it on the freaking planet, I don't care what anybody says, yeah. and I think when she passed. We were left vulnerable, and um because it's followed me the rest of my life i it's it that was just the beginning, you know,
0: yeah, I guess I wasn't looking at it as necessarily a dark presence, but you've clarified that for me. I mm-hmm. almost thought, well, maybe because yeah. it was Christmas Day, maybe your mom was visiting and just wanted to be heard and um but you you had a different she feeling did. from the whole thing
1: she, well, she did visit. we did get a picture of her um, that day we, oh, wow. she was outside. Uh, the window. Um, we were all around the Christmas tree. We always would you know, take a picture around the Christmas tree. Well, she didn't miss it. She was outside the window, however, uh, looking in. Um, and, and for anybody to stand where she was standing, they would have to have been, I don't know, 10, 12 feet tall. But it was like her hairline. You could totally see her in the back. And, um, yeah, so it's like, I, I, she made her presence be known, but I don't think she would have done that. And, yeah. and we had what appeared to be a shadow being back then uh that attacked my stepbrother um yeah so the poundings through the house things moving on their own um just just crazy things happened so it wasn't uh it wasn't very ghostly (laughs) it was very disruptive and quite dark
0: and you said that was the beginning and it followed you ever since or something followed you ever since uh yeah and to to this day do you still have these experiences to this day
1: no, I I did find a way to be able to keep that at bay taking on uh hat men and shadow people the way that I do. There's no way I would be able to get any sleep at night if yeah. I allowed those things to keep creeping around. So that's actually my biggest uh motivator teaching people how to keep these things away and uh you know, like so people can have peace of mind and not uh, be overtaken by them.
0: You um have experienced this since you were eight years old that's pretty young to get started with experiences that are rather frightening at times do yeah. you do you think oh, yeah. do you think that uh, you have um, maybe a sensitivity you know some people uh seem to have an ability to, to to thin the veil whatever that veil is that separates this world from that other world do you think that that it's something to do with a sensitivity you have
1: you know, I used to just think I was unlucky. <laughs> I just was like, man, you know, gosh, it's everywhere turn, It's like something's happening. I've seen UFOs. I've I've seen this, I've seen that. I I just I couldn't understand and I would never give myself a title to be um, you know, psychic or a medium or a sensitive or anything. I'm like, I'm just too ordinary to have any kind of special title like that, you know? So, um why it kept happening i i i didn't understand it i just kept kind of going with it and and it's something that my uh myself and my siblings have experienced um we may have something in the family i mean especially my younger sister she's experienced a lot of things herself and very intuitive um my has experienced things at a different uh, level, but I, I think, uh, you know, being the middle kid of those two just emphasized and like, well, that one looks like a really good lucky one. We'll just, uh, <laughs> keep pointing things at her, but yeah, not to the level that I've experienced, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, there's something that's for sure, um, but i can also say the different ty- the types of experiences that i've had they range from having had uh, angel encounters, jesus encounters, uh, alien um shadow beings. i mean, so many different things and and i just uh you know, from so young, when you don't have a filter to put it through, you just it's just life experiences, you know? So yeah. I, I didn't go, oh, that's what this goes. This oh, is this, where that goes. i i just kind of lived it. I dealt with it, and I wrote about it, and I was just as honest as I possibly could be and dealt with it like any other topic, and, and I think um, if there's any detriment uh, to that, it's like I have a sense of humor, uh, even when it comes to these horror, horrible and horrific topics, and a lot of people don't understand it. Like, why well, you sound too happy talking about demons. I don't know if I believe you. Well, you know what? I'm sorry I can't hold the flashlight under my chin well enough to spook you. <laughs> but that is not the purpose. The purpose is to educate people, get them prepared, get them to be more curious and ask more questions versus them running out of the room because I know how to clear a room if I want to. <laughs> you know, it, it it's that's not my goal. My goal is to get people to to be more accepting of these topics to start opening up about these topics so they can sit at a party, talk about it, and then change the topic to what's on TV. I mean, we need to do this because uh, this – this is really um is not paranormal, it's quite normal, so um yeah, so if if I' ever get criticism, it's because oh she laughed and like, oh, she's just too jolly. Well, you know, have a little bit more sunshine in your life, people really, I mean I if that's what's going to get you upset, somebody's too happy
0: <laughs> yeah um, uh, but you, you, you said that uh <laughs> even back when you were eight years old or around that time when you were a child, there were some of this phenomenon was shadow person related, is that right?
1: I, I didn't hear the first part of that. What was that?
0: I think you, you said that when this phenomena was happening to you back when you were a child, eight years mm-hmm. old or whenever it was, yes. some of that phenomena was actually shadow person in uh, yes. in origin, right? There,
1: there was something. There was one element that uh, it, it's, it's interesting. I, I thought back and I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, something kind of. Did uh, resemble something kind of shadow people like, and it's something that um, so my, my step brother and and my my older sister were home alone. And while they were there they they heard odd poundings, and they got freaked out and our our place of safety was the only room in the house with the lock on the door is the bathroom. so they went up to the second floor and they locked themselves in the bathroom and they're just like and they're hearing all these odd poundings, and' they're like, what is going on here and You know, my stepbrother being a boy, you know, it's like he's sitting in there for the longest time. He's like, okay, I'm done with this. And he comes out of the bathroom. He's like, look, I'm not hiding from you anymore. If you want to take me on, take me on already. And within a a few moments, something black with red glowing eyes flew in his face and scratched his face all up. Oh, wow. And he ran back into the bathroom screaming like a little girl, my sister said. I said, oh, wow, he learned his lesson, did he? So, and I'm like, my dad went through the house, uh, through the attics and the basements. like, maybe there's a bat, must be a bat. He didn't find anything. And so, you know, I was a little kid, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, something did present itself as what could have been possibly a shadow being. So um, yeah, so it, it was definitely dark. It was nothing pleasant. So um, yeah, I, 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 it looks like um, let's it let, it let it let the cat out of the bag there.
0: Yeah, let's talk about shadow people because not all reports of shadow people sightings. Have uh, include the description of red eyes. That seems to be kind of a a subset of all of this. So let's first talk Mm -hmm. about shadow people in general, what we think they Mm -hmm. are, what, you know, the the why's, the what's about the shadow people. Then I want to get into this red eye phenomenon because that's something a little bit different. So what are shadow people in general?
1: Shadow people are something that can take on different forms. Uh, You could see them as a shadow cat, um, I call it shadow clouds, um, shadow spiders, um, shadow rodents, and then something that I, I called um, uh, head and shoulder shadow, which looks like a kind of like a man, but it's looks like its head is directly connected to its shoulders. It doesn't quite have feet. Um, sometimes people describe seeing something that looks rather human-like, but kind of rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had originally called the Hat Man the Hat Man Shadow, um, because I thought he felt he fit into that category as well, something that could shape-shift and uh, make themselves appear as different things, but I was wrong. Um, he is definitely something different from shadow beings, though he is related. Um, so uh, the, the shadow beings are something that like to blend in with the shadows and wait till your guard is down while you're sleeping, especially, and press you into the bed and paralyze you and, and, and make you feel like you can't breathe. Um, they growl. Um, sometimes people describe hearing whispers. Um, I don't hear I, I, people talk about seeing red eyes, but not all the time. And uh, there's like a a being that I once thought was a shadow being, but then uh, clarified that it wasn't uh, these hooded shadows, these short ones. And we'll talk about perfectly round red eyes sometimes on them. Like, those are not shadow beings. I thought they were um, at one point, but no, those are an alien type of being. And uh, I've always related shadow people to the alien phenomenon. Um, And as people have started to pick up on uh, my having Discovered these beings and named these beings um, back in '97 uh, when I, I wrote my first book called *The Secret War*. Uh, that's the first book written on shadow beings, and um, and when I was relating them to to these aliens, and people were like, "Oh, it just can't be." But now as people dive in, they're like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> there is some relation going on there when it comes to uh, the the shadow beings and aliens."
0: So. Yeah, that book. Uh, by the way, the secret war. Uh, the title goes on to say a true mm-hmm. story about a real alien war and shadow people. Now, obviously, the the easiest mm-hmm. conclusion to draw from that is that you're suggesting that shadow people are either a tool of aliens or they are in fact alien in, in nature. Is, is is that the track that you're on?
1: Uh, well. These be- these beings I learned are not from here. Um, the shadow beings are not from here, and the the alien beings that do abductions that do experiments. Uh, it can range from being reptilians to gray beings to praying mantis to Nordic looking beings. And everybody's like, okay, they have different approaches, but they kind of do similar things. As the you know, it's like they, it it, they, it was just puzzling what's connecting them, and to find out that they're kind of conquered beings uh by these shadow beings that they are uh possessing them pulling their strings having them do certain things and it seems so odd but when i uh discuss and, and find that people who are seeing shadow beings and hat uh, men they're being possessed they're having their strings pulled so it's it's kind of um It's kind of a a puppetry that's going on here when it comes to these dark, menacing beings um, traversing the universe, going one planet at a time, and this is just the next one on the map. So, uh, yeah.
0: Does that mean? Does that the connection? If if that is in fact the connection, does that mean that Mm -hmm. these shadow people are not spiritual or not ghostly in nature?
1: They're they're never uh, humans. Uh, No, these are not ever humans, but they are responsible for the trap, uh, for trapping souls in certain locations. If there's an infestation of ghosts, uh, it's usually shadow beings and Hat Man that are holding them there, and uh-huh. um, it, 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 nine times out of ten, you'll you'll hear of a shadow being, uh, something shadowy here, shadow cloud, whatever form it comes in, or 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 EVPs of like, here he comes, oh here comes the man, you know, the dark man and right. the evil man, the mean man. It is Hat Man and, and oh, it just gives me chills even thinking about it because he traps souls. and He feeds off these souls and, and it's like, gosh, why are they trapped there? What's going on? This is what they do, um, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, I host a radio show as well. And I, I have a, uh, um, a lady that came on, she, I can't recall her name, but she covered near-death experiences. And, and, you know, everything's love and light. Everybody sees an angel at the end of their tunnel. I'm like, okay, not everybody. Well, let's hear about these darker visits. And, and sure enough, she goes, well, it's really interesting. Uh, people see this man in a suit and a hat. I'm like, oh, there goes my guy. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He is meeting people at the end of their tunnels. And I tell people, that even people that have had alien abductions, quote-unquote aliens, you know, why would they have any matters of the soul to be dealing with anything with, with our end-of-the-tunnel journey? But people who have been abducted by aliens and continue to have that interference in their lives, at the end of their tunnels, they see aliens sometimes. And I'm like, the, the enslavement. The possession, the ownership of them just goes up a level if they don't cut this connection while they're still here and, and that is so important um, to know because this is this phenomenon is <sighs> It is the war. It is the secret war. This is the battle that has been written of uh, revelations. Oh, we're going to see the battles in the skies. I'm like, the battle's happening now in the privacy of people's own homes and their dreams. I mean, in their mental illness. Oh, they're schizophrenic. As an occupational therapist, I work with schizophrenics, and they all talk about shadow people. They talk about the man in the black suit and hat and it's not something that uh being a therapist uh, the the situations that i'm in i can't really address it but i'm paying attention i'm i'm watching i'm like oh my goodness it, it's out of control and and these dark things are placing their bets on people to not figure them out and why they're there what they're doing and um yeah we got to get this stuff right and you know this is really important too during this time of the coronavirus uh going as it is I am convinced. I, it's just the writing on the wall. Coronavirus is evil. It's dark. It's causing depression. It's attacking people's uh, livelihood. It's attacking their their health, uh, their, their souls. I mean, they're getting de- severely depressed. They're getting uh, isolated even. And I know these dark things are picking up their attack. Easy pickings. They like to create havoc. But the havoc's already being created for them. So... Now they don't have to break people down. We're being broken down easily for them. We're we're just waiting for these attacks to happen. And and the hat man loves to reap souls. And I mean, literally punching through people's chests and ripping them from their body, kicking and screaming as he laughs at them. Uh, this is what's what's I know is going to be increasing during this time of uh the fear of the coronavirus and COVID nineteen. I, I'm I'm really horrified at what may be taking place. So I know paranormal activity is increasing at this time and um but I wanted to let people know that even though it's it's horrible. It's horrible what what's what's happening. And it's going to become even more horrific as these dark things try to take their place in uh taking advantage of us. But something else is going on. You know With this evil entity, Hatman, he the minions of him are these shadow beings, and he's, like, directing them all. As he rises up, the positive side is rising up, too. Trust and know that. I have been having so many things going on around me. It is ridiculous. And it's not just me. Friends, family, coworkers, the strangest of things. And I'm, like, I'm used to having a level of odd things going on. But the level that it's been going on, it's been through the roof. I have had it documented, not just by myself, but other people, talking to them on the phone. Their their computer goes, hey, we just the strangest things. And, and I'm like, hold on, hold on, this is something else. And in knowing that Jesus' sightings have been going up exponentially uh, around the globe, why wouldn't he have his workers also coming more around us? So I feel that this protective. I, I, I this is an example. The other day, this is just, this is an example. I'm having all these strangest things going on, and and I almost tripped over my shoe. I tried to step over it. Well, I wasn't going to clear it. The shoe moved out of the way, and I was like, "Hold on! Wow. I don't allow things in my space. Like that's evil, you know? Like." That was protective. I'm like, okay, something different is going on here, and and I give credit to the positive. I'd rather, rather feed into the positive, and, you know, evil can't read your mind, but angelic beings can. So don't speak it out loud to try to build up uh, your angelic protection that's around you, but, you know, think it pray to God and skip and the message sent across and, and build up that protect protection that's going on around us during this really difficult time. It it is it is the secret war. Good versus evil right now.
0: So just so I understand, I think what you said in part of that answer was that shadow <laughs> people shadow people are actually the minions of Hatman. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, I sure did, yes. Mm-hmm. So the same the, ev- so the same evil that comes with Hat Man uh, is obviously by proxy coming with the shadow people,
1: in a sense. But uh, shadow beings don't talk, okay. um, and they change their shape. They try to hide. Um, they try to blend in. Uh, and when they're spotted, they don't always like it. And they might charge straight at you, and and be quite vicious. Uh, <laughs> they might growl and, and charge you, but. Um, yeah, they they their job is not to be seen like that. The one that wants recognition, the one that wants the the egotistical uh um how can I say respectful fear is Hatman. Yeah, yeah. If he if he wanted to uh not be recognized, he would change it up. Yeah. He wouldn't he wouldn't sit there and make sure you get a really good look to know it's him. But he he
0: wants, he wants that. To be, yeah.
1: Sometimes yeah, he goes by pretty fast, but uh he changes his he doesn't always wear a hat. He wears a cape sometimes, sometimes a top hat. Uh, You know, he does change it up a little bit. But for the most part, he likes to be recognized as the one causing the most fear out there.
0: So some people have reported encounters with shadow people where they feel like the shadow people themselves are just more playful. They're only a little Mm. bit, maybe a little impish. They don't seem to be threatening. They seem to be, you know, they peek around corners. They seem to want to hide. Um, They don't seem to want Mm. to have direct interaction. But but the people that have had those experiences don't seem to be frightful. They don't seem to be afraid of those Mm -hmm. beings. Are there different kinds of shadow people where some may be... uh, the more nefarious than than these other kinds, or or are they just being deceptive in their playfulness?
1: You know, when you say impish, I'm I'm assuming it's these smaller little uh, types that you're speaking of. Those are not shadow people. Those are uh, a a different type of entity. It's kind of a, how can I say it? It's a a low-life creature. It it is related. I mean, evil is evil. (laughs) They're not positive. But some of them are are alien, um, especially if they're hooded. Uh, Those are the the alien beings that uh, work alongside of these shadow beings as well, and they can come across looking tiny and uh, ducking. When you see arms and stuff like that and and, and a head popping around a corner with a hooded look, that's an alien being. But um, you could call them a a hell worker or whatever you want to call them, but uh, very similar, but um, not quite shadow people. Um, But they do have a similar feel. They're very nosy. Um, collecting data on you, if you will, looking for your weaknesses, like, oh, not to sleep yet, I'm a duck back around the corner. They don't like to be spotted either, but those little impish ones are not really, they're not the best at sneaking around. They do get caught on video um, uh, quite a bit, and people are like, whoa, what is that? It's like, it's a demon? It is kind of like a demon. Uh, Feels like one, smells like one, you know, maybe it's like, yeah, so it's, uh, there's kind of a hierarchy going on with them, but you know when it comes to hatman, I mean he's the top dog uh and these other ones work for him and kind of follow along on what he's he's directing but um i mean it's it's all for the same goal ultimately and right. and think about it when it comes to alien abductions, they paralyze you and make you feel like you can't move they give you nightmares and make you, you see these horrible scenarios um they rape people uh one thing people don't like to talk about much, but they they do at times uh, hatman is quite rapey he he rapes men and women uh he he's uh, very touchy-feely sexually it's it's disgusting what he does and yeah. and then he goes after kids a lot uh it, it's it's uh it's as low as you can imagine it, that's the way he goes and it's like um you know what what's the ultimate goal here um it, it is to conquer this is this is uh this is a battle of all battles and and I, I'm hoping to equip people to prepare themselves for the onslaught right now. This is, this is going to be ugly. And, and you know, oftentimes people will write me like, oh, gosh, Heidi, you know, don't, the world is so horrible. Don't you wish it'll end right now? And I'm like, no, because we're going to lose too many people. People are not prepared soul-wise. Uh, the Church has been caught in scandals, all churches, not just the Catholic Church, and it's like, People have lost faith because they had more faith in the man in the fluffy robe versus God above. It's like, you know, I, I was taught that the temple is my body. I don't need to go to the church. And, and we got to keep pure to that and, and stay true. To it. It's like, uh, I, I like to say, you know, Jesus said you just needed the, the faith the size of a mustard seed, and I tell you, you can move that mountain. That's where we need to stand on because, my goodness, we're getting threats all the way around right now. We can't let our guard down right now in the midst of this coronavirus that's taking yeah. people left and right and threatening their everything, everything that that we know to be safe and okay. We've got to really pick it up and you know, I've got eight books. Eight books. I've only got three on dark topics. Guess what I only get calls about is the dark topics. because <laughs> so people like to be spooked. <laughs> but I've got Two books that are on uh, for kids for building up their faith. I'm a cartoonist, and and one for adults. Uh, uh, the other F word: how to find faith and laugh at yourself while trying, because we need the faith the size of a mustard seed to beat. All of these negative things. They oh, so-called aliens respond to the name of Jesus. What is that? Why does that work? Yeah. <laughs> you know. So the the Saddle people, same thing. You know. So if they're just you know floating in from another planet, how do they know our God? How do they know our Jesus? Because it there is one Creator for this whole universe, and they know who He is. So um, yeah,
0: <laughs> Heidi. Heidi, before even this horrific outbreak of the coronavirus. There was a lot of angst and struggle in the world, and, and it seems to be a time where we've got more than our share. Does that necessarily uh, invite Hatman and his minions to meddle more than they would otherwise? Or is it the other way around? Is their meddling the cause of the angst and the cause of the dread?
1: Oh, they could do both. They could do both, and that's it takes a lot of energy for them to work on people sometimes. Like when I get a person that contacts me and they're like, hatman has been visiting me every night for 40 years. I'm like, Ooh, you must be a prize to be had that he's working so hard to chisel you down. So uh, <laughs> I take it as a compliment because I'm like, do you get a lot of dreams where you could see things? And are you able to see this or that? It's usually gifted people who, who don't really make a big deal that they're gifted, but, they serve as a warning system for other people. It could be like, "Whoop! turn around, there's something behind you that shouldn't be there. You know, Hatman is trying to take those people down. So he creates havoc in people's lives, because who's going to believe a man in a hat is sitting in your closet, you know, make you seem like you're half nuts, what, you know, got a Freddy Freddy Krueger hat on, you know, what is this, Uh, so yeah, it could create depression, mental illness, Uh, it it appears to be mental illness, it appears to be this or that, and um, sometimes he's possessing an environment, because they're a, a murderer that helped open a portal to darkness, and so that's the area that he's, he's owning and he's waiting for the next person to come into this fly trap. So yeah, he'll create it, but also, uh, he takes advantage of situations too. Somebody's sick with cancer. He's going to move on in. Like, ooh, that's an easy one. I don't have to exert 40 years of visiting somebody every night. I could just sit here uh, and, uh, you know, this person is sick. So with people getting sick at the rate that we are, um, it terrifies me to think, how many people are going to be reporting on the activity concerning shadow beings and Hatman? Because things have shifted for Hatman. Let me tell you, um, especially these last couple of years. Oh, uh, this this is so disturbing to me, I, and it's it's something that I need to I need to write more about because it's it, it's it's just through the roof of of uh, unrealness. But so Hatman is. um, He's been trying to get people to do his dirty work, okay? And he's being successful. Uh, I'm having people reporting that um, Hatman isn't looking like himself lately because he's a redhead with freckles. Um, I'm like, what? Hmm. Oh, he's got dreadlocks this time. What? These people are also getting back to me saying, you know, I am tired of Hatman torturing me like this he keeps offering me his hat, I'm going to take his hat next time he comes, and I don't hear from them again. So his army is probably pretty darn huge right about now, and so if this is what's taken place, we really are in bad shape for getting our faith right, and um, we've, we've really, there's just no time to waste right now, and it's like a I'm usually a little bit more lighthearted and talking on certain things, but this is bad, people. Yeah.
0: This is really bad. It sounds it. Let's back up a little bit because I want to focus on mm-hmm. the red eyes, the shadow people <laughs> with mm-hmm. red eyes. I haven't heard much of that description. What's the difference between a shadow person that uh, most would report, which does not have these red eyes, and the one that attacked your stepbrother and uh mm-hmm. that other people have reported that seem to be far more aggressive that have these red eyes.
1: Mm. Uh it's the the ones that uh like I, I'd seen one that that was really large and it it was threatening me. Uh and and it had the slanted red eyes slanted red eyes. Um it seems like when they really want to be intensive that they reveal those red eyes and the perfectly round red eyes those are those are not usually shadow people those are like a a solid entity like a an alien being hooded alien being um but uh shadow beings i i don't hear of it constantly uh being a a part of their MO all the time but when they really want to be threatening or cause great harm it seems like they do reveal their red eyes um hatman often has red eyes or even yellow um if people see his skin, his eyes are black. Uh, so it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, to say that if there's a difference between them, I mean, uh, I think sometimes people confuse these hooded, uh, small, and people say a oh, small little shadow person. I think the shadow people don't have to be tiny. Um, that's a, that's a certain entity. It's a certain being that's, that's like that. But shadow people can shape shift into all sorts of things, um, and, uh, reveal their red eyes when they're really ticked and really want to hurt you when they want to hurt you.
0: Some people in our chat have pointed out that the Mothman reporting reports have uh, mm-hmm. described red eyes. Do you think there's any connection between what we're talking about here tonight and the phenomenon that we've titled Mothman?
1: You know, I have, uh, uh, they're a little bit different. Chicago's got their Mothman, too. That's I right. I've been yeah. some of that. and Yeah. Um, they seem to be a bit more ominous, and uh, from what I understand, their eyes are kind of round, too. Um, and they, they come for a specific something, a specific event of something. And um, I don't know if this was advertised, by the way, when it came to the Chicago uh, Mothman. You know, they're, they're showing up a lot along the lakefront there and, and Lakeshore Drive, and come to find out... Um, it just just happenstance. Like, and I guess there was like some construction road workers that were underneath uh, Lakeshore Drive. It's like the busiest strip in Chicago. And they found some huge cracks in the foundation that were ready to give way at any moment. It would have killed a lot of people. And that was actually uh, prevented because of, you know, happened to be there. And it's like right in the area where the Mothman sightings were showing up. But, um, you know... Again, when it comes to the Mothman, I, I can't say that it's uh, quite related to shadow beings, um, just that, you know, they have a, a horrifying presence to them. Um, but they have a certain figure. They have a certain shape, a definitive shape. So I, I would say that they're not exactly the same thing, though. One time I was invited to go speak at the Mothman Festival, and I couldn't make it that time. But, um, you know, hey, maybe next time. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I mean, there's certain things that they they definitely do have in common, and, and the threatening nature. But uh, Mothman talks, um, you know, picks up phones and stuff. That's uh, that's really uh, that's highly disturbing. I couldn't imagine shadow people and the numbers that they exist calling people. Mm-mm, no, that'd be horrible.
0: <laughs> so you know, we've talked about Hat Man, and most people obviously can envision uh, a figure with a hat. But what is what are the common Descriptions of Hatman from the sightings that, that either you've had yourself mm-hmm. or that people have reported to mm-hmm. you?
1: Uh, you know, for the most part, when people describe uh, Hatman, they, they talk about a man that has a three piece suit. Um, sometimes, if they see the details, they'll see a, a chained watch on his hip. Um, they'll literally see the, the white vest. Um, they describe the, either a, a trench coat or a cape. And um, the type of hat he wears can be anything from a bowler to uh, a cowboy hat. Um, usually I hear about a gaucho hat or a top hat. Um, but interesting enough, uh, he'll sometimes change it up where he'll have pinstripes on his pants. Um, if he smiles, God forbid, uh, jagged teeth like the movie It, the clown, Pennywise, um, that's how people describe it. And, um yeah, so, and, and people, if they see his skin, it's usually very pale, and his eyes are solid black. And, um, interesting enough, some people have described his eyes looking similar to, like, a gray alien being's eyes. And not shocking to me, and a very pointed chin as well, which is also something similar to the gray alien being. So, um, he could be clean shaven, he'll have a goatee or, or whatever. Sometimes he has a cane. Um, I've had uh, people describe uh, different instances of that, or even his cape having like a red lining inside. So he'll change it up a little bit, but his presence is the same. Like uh, people that have witnessed him in different forms, it, it, they could close their eyes, and he just the the menacing nature, the attacking, threatening nature is identical. Um, so yeah, it's. Um, pretty horrific and Mm -hmm. i tell people you know if you if you see him once (laughs) yay that's it you're over thank god but when he keeps coming around and i mean i've had people say every night he'll sit in the chair uh or every night he's in my nightmares um you know it gets to to ridiculous levels of of his presence sometimes
0: This is kind of a side question, but I find it interesting because we were talking about this just the other night. I had a guest on, Lisa Smart, who uh, has written a book about uh, people's final words as they approach death. And we got into a conversation about different experiences that people have as they near dying. And I shared one of my mother who, uh, among other things, when I would come into the room, this is a few weeks before she passed away in the hospital. And she would say to me, "Who's who's the man in the corner in the dark suit? Who's the man in the corner oh, no. in the dark suit? Over and over, and I would say, Mom, I don't, I don't know who that is. What do you see? And she would describe just a man standing in the corner in a dark suit with a hat. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Now she would also is- des- describe, you know, seeing loved ones who had passed away already, and she would talk about party. I mean, there was a whole bunch of phenomena, but that was one thing. That she mentioned several times, and based on what we're talking about tonight, I'm starting to rethink what I thought that might have been.
1: Mm, yeah, I, oh, I, you know, he's looking for an opportunity to grab her soul. Unfortunately, I mean that's, um, and and I, I'm, I, I'm sorry what happened to your mother, but um, it doesn't mean he necessarily got her, um, but he was probably trying to find a way. To get at her. Um he comes around people who are dying. He comes around people who are sick. Um because he's sick, he's twisted. Um and uh hopefully the the family members that that were she was seeing were there trying to surround and protect her from his negative presence, you know. So uh, and I it sounds like there are more numbers of them yeah. versus him. So that's a good thing, but um when um when he comes around, like, I've had people who've attempted suicide, and uh, they're like, I woke up in the hospital, and I had a visitor. And they turn, and it's it's a hat man who reaches. This is weird. I've had a couple that were, like, near identical. And he goes within an inch of their face, and he makes this pinching thing with his two fingers, like, I was this close to having you, and disappear. So, um yeah, so he encourages suicide. He encourages yeah. uh, murderous acts. I mean, he is as bad as he can imagine. Um, you know, and, I, and it, it frustrates me, and people call sleep paralysis. I'm like, oh, sleep paralysis wears a suit and a hat. No, I don't think so. Um, and so people, it, it, I don't understand um, the scientific uh, arena that tries to dispel so much of of what gets put out there when it comes to these uh, so-called weird things you know why did they take the time to try to say oh that's just nothing that's your paralysis before you're going to sleep so you don't kick around and oh come on you know yeah there is to a certain extent uh, people have some of that but not when you see the same being over and over talking, threatening, choking you. No. Uh you know, I still get people almost on a weekly basis who write me who say, "OMG, I thought I was the only one who'd seen this thing." It, and it, it's it's not because they heard it somewhere. It's not something like that that's happening. People are discovering this every day yet. And um yeah, it's it's a it's a horrific thing that that uh, is going on out there, and I I just, I don't want people to put that down, like, oh, that's nothing to be concerned about. See, the scientists proved it's this. Scientists didn't prove anything. This is something threatening you. And when we learn that the government has been tapping into practices of the occult, (laughs) what are they doing? Oh, they poo-pooed all this. Why are they looking into the power of prayer? Oh, yeah. Um, looking into sacrifices to see if that conjures up anything. I mean, there's, who's, who's the people doing this? These these are people who are in the government that are our brothers, our sisters, our friends and associates who can't handle what they were involved in. And they're talking, they're telling people like me, like, Oh my God, I have to tell somebody they had me doing this. I quit. I couldn't keep with this uh, black operation of torturing people. Um, So if this is just all, you know, woo-hoo stuff, why are they doing it? Why, why are they looking what look, remote viewing? That's psychic phenomena. Why did they make it something they could perfect? My goodness, you know, over hiding that we have this UFO program. It's like, come on, dude, we know this. You know, people that look into these topics, we know that the government, Pentagon has been doing this a lot more money than what they confess to. Um, it's a, it's a whole lot of hoopla that um, it just gets old. I, I, I get so angry when I think about the things that our government has limited knowledge. Why would you do that? Just so you can have it? it, it we should be living in the times of Star Trek by now. I've known scientists who created uh, motors that could pull the ions from the air and create perpetual motion machines and, and motors. We could have flying cars now, but nope, nope, we're going to rely on gas because the guys in the Middle East are their friends, and, oh, they're going to jail those scientists or kill them. I mean, the craziest things. Um, I mean, I knew somebody quite well who was um, in charge of uh, uh, the Israeli Air Force and had a a scientist (laughs) who came and presented his levitating machine (laughs) that that pulled the ions from the air. And my my friend, it was his job to debunk what he brought in. And, you know, he was looking for investors to create flying cars. And so he's like, he took the machine apart and, you know, he explained to the Israeli uh, Defense Department like, this really does what he says it does. And they're like, really? Yeah, it really does it. It's like, cool. So he's like, I'm thinking they're going to invest in it. Nope. They said, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, so th- to him, it let him know that this was something they already had, and they didn't want to make use of it. So they were trying to quiet it down. Um, it's just the uh, craziest thing. So our governments, the powers that be, are pulling the wool over our eyes as they just dive on in and enjoy the knowledge of things that we should all have. We really should all have. So... Um, yeah, and, and you know, being being a college student and, and uh myself and, and looking into these topics and trying to figure things out and wrote my first book while I was in college and I got interrogated by the military three times. It, what would yes. I be doing that was so <laughs> threatening that they would feel they had to come at me? I, I must have been on to something is what I think. Um yeah. and uh I was, you know, did this same book that uh, the Secret War and, that's uh I guess it was threatening to them how about that
0: <laughs> uh, Heidi is there a certain behavior or pattern of activity among the people who tend to experience hatman visitations is there any common denominator
1: um yeah they're, they're usually people who are uh, gifted in a sense they can be uh, empathic they can uh, have dreams that kind of uh they have premonitions in them um they they seem to be very sensitive to to things uh, they could feel things they are very intuitive um and and you know a lot of the times people are like okay so i think i just met the devil I must be screwed, I'm going to hell, I know I'm not a good person, but did I deserve to have the devil come to me? They're talking about the hat man, and I'm like, and I'll ask him questions, I'm like, well, did did this happen? Are you able to do this or that? It's like, you're not evil. He wants what you can do. He wants you on his side, because people who are gifted and who get taken over by him, very, very powerful, uh, members of his, his side of the team. So, um, so I'm like, you know, it's kind of a compliment, but you really got to double down and kick him out because, uh, you know, he's, he's just going to keep trying to weaken you. And because these people are more sensitive, he's able to kind of slip into there because what, I think people who are intuitive and, and whatnot could see things more than the next person. Um, we're kind of in between the veil and and so he's able to reach a little bit easier towards these people like like there's like a a flag waving above our heads to say come to me you know i'm i'm the one that you want and uh yeah so it's it seems to be that he's attracted to that but he's also attracted to people who uh it could be a one time drinking binge and you're passed out he's passing by going for your neighbor, it's like, oh, somebody's passed out. Let me see if I can reach in and really grab this person's soul, uh, mess with them, make them depressed, make them schizophrenic, whatever it is, um, you know, just push them over the edge. So he does, he takes, uh, he's opportunistic. He takes, uh, takes advantage of an opportunity. Uh, you could be somebody who's an addict, uh, somebody who's depressed, somebody who's sick, So, yeah, there's patterns. And, um, you know, sometimes it takes a a decent interview that I do with people and uh, getting down to what it is, what's causing this and, uh, you know, teaching them how to go about figuring this out and and finding a way out of
0: it. We have to go to break here. We're a little overdue for that. And when we come back, I want to talk about ways that you can do just that. If you've had hatman hat man experience or some type of other shadow person experience. How can you get rid of this phenomena if you don't want it near you, which you shouldn't. Uh, but before we go to break, Heidi, you have a bunch of websites. Uh, what's the best <laughs> way for people to, uh, you know, find your books, find out what you're working yeah. on next, all that stuff. How should they pursue that?
1: Uh, my main website is dot com. So that's Heidi Hollis.com. And I also welcome people, I, I'm a cartoonist, so theoutlanderscomic.com and the other theotherfword.com for my books on faith uh, with lots of comics and, you know, just uh, it, taking these things casually but serious at the same time. So, yeah, I welcome people who have experienced anything out of the ordinary to write me uh, through any of those websites, and I will respond.
0: Tonight we're talking with Heidi Hollis. We're talking about shadow people, the hat man, slender man, similar phenomena. Her website is her name, HeidiHollis.com. Heidi, I, I mentioned before the break, we talk about how you can actually rid yourself of this phenomena if you've experienced it. Yeah. But before we talk about that, how common is this? You said it's kind of it seems to True. be increasing in frequency, which is a little bit scary in yeah. itself. But, I mean, is there, are there any statistics as to how many people are experiencing this kind of thing?
1: Oh gosh, I wish I had some. Um, you know, as a as a therapist and practicing all over Chicago, random times, I, God forbid, uh, all the time, people are googling. Oh, that's the therapist. That, you know, writes about these spooky things, and and uh, so I would often get uh, questions from nurses and doctors and other therapists, and and uh, nine times out of ten, if I'd ask them if they've seen a ghost, and if they said yes, it was usually Hat Man. Really. So, and 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 I would just kind of, and I've so many times my friends and family have been with me when uh, this has happened, and I just sit there and they're they're in disbelief, like my friends with their mouth open, like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, and I pull up my book cover, I'm like, "Did it look like this?" And and just to the revelation and, and and seeing that people's eyes and their faces, like others have seen this, you know, it it happens a lot, and um, and, and it's it, I take no, no pleasure in it. It, It's so disturbing. And, um, and I just find it so important to, uh, you know, take a step forward and, 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 you know, scream from uh, the highest mountain. And, you know, I've been successful over these 20 plus years. Uh, you know, now the world knows about shadow people Now the world knows about the hat man phenomenon. And, you know, it wasn't easy, uh, being a lady going around coast to coast on my own dime. Most of the time, uh, you know, showing up at conferences, not invited, just taking open mic time to be like, you guys, this thing is coming. It's happening and you know, it, it's it's just mind blowing um, you know, where it's all come. Um I, I started receiving thousands of emails from around the world and it's it's never stopped. It's um it's just ongoing. So it's it's a big problem. Um, you know, I I I, I feel like uh, You know, sounding the alarm all this time, the passion never dies in me because it's just getting worse. And um, I I think people are getting the message, but they're also kind of glorifying this horrible stuff. and And I'm like, you know, um, (laughs) let's let's uh, let's take control of the situation because we're being victimized here. You know, our kids, our friends, our family—they're not always talking about what's happening to them at their homes and. Uh, you know these things don't just happen in the middle of the night. It's broad daylight. You know, I've, I've had people write me of have a car accident, and Hatman comes and crouches down over them while they're laying bleeding in their car mm. and laughs at them. Ugh. You know, uh, just waiting, waiting for them. You know, it's horrible. Um, it, it's uh, it, it, we got to figure this out. We have to take a step and stop being bashful to say we're Christian. What the heck? Oh, I'm spiritual. What, do you believe in Jesus? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, that means you're a Christian. You believe in Christ. It, people are, are fluffing and backing out of their faith because, you know, they might have had something horrible happen to them connected to the church, or they didn't like all that was being taught, and it was tradition and not love, you know, Um I think people need to interpret their faith as they should, uh, you know, for themselves. Take the parts that work. If you end up with something good and positive, that's what we need. That's what we need. We've, we've got to combat this stuff. And, you know, I get a lot of emails where people say, well, I just saw the devil. He's tried to kill me, tried to take my soul away. I don't get into that religious stuff, but what do I do? I'm like, throw a shoe at it then, you know, because <laughs> you just said you're, You know, you you just admitted you saw the devil, but you don't believe in anything. Uh, Well, this right here should help convince you that there is an opposing force, and you better pray there is because you're really screwed otherwise. And I don't know how to say that any better or nicer because you can be really screwed. Um, And I've had people of different faiths. That they're like, well, I'm Muslim. What do I do? It's like, you know, you believe in God. You know what? You know, use that faith. Use that faith in God. I, I don't know any other gods <laughs> that that can do what my God can do. You know, so it's like, uh, it's there's the one God that uh, helps in these situations, and that's what I point people to. Um, anything that could sprinkle positivity into your life, into your day, into your room, into your 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 psyche, everything. Uh, that's what we need and uh it's it's so important especially right now the world is shaking in fear hat man is about to have a buffet let's stop that role we have to stop that role and uh you know i keep screaming from the highest mountain about this stuff as much as i can and and i'm like wherever i need to be uh, whatever i can do you know talking about um doing events and whatnot. I would taken a step back cause I was doing so many uh, radio shows. I used to host eight a week and I oh, was wow. getting <laughs> a little bit burnt out and I'm like, okay, so I need to get out to speak again and get to conferences and, and conventions or whatever. I I'm for it because I, whatever it takes, I, I mean, uh, this is nothing to play with, uh, take lightly. This has to um, be done. It just really does. So um yeah, it's it's a big freaking deal. It's the top thing on my mind. Like coronavirus sucks. It's evil. And uh we're we're really going to be knocked a loop with the paranormal wave that's coming on top of it of darkness sweeping the nation uh, and the world uh taking advantage of these sick people fighting for their lives. Just it's uh, horrible.
0: Are people with addictions more prone to have a visit from Hatman?
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah!
0: Is that because uh, mean, is he, that because he, they're vulnerable? Mm-hmm. Is that is it because they're vulnerable? Oh
1: yeah, they are vulnerable. Definitely. I mean, he encourages it too. I mean, uh, I, oh my gosh! I, I'll, I'll give you an example. This is this is a horrible horrible story. Um, somebody I know that, that they're they're. This is a family member just gone off to college, and, and they were experiencing Hatman but wasn't telling the whole family, but then it was getting out of control. He was showing up all the time. She was sitting there walking through her living room, and he's there threatening her. Um, and he's like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And what a thing to say. Solid, solid. Just pops up out of nowhere threatening this. And uh, one day in the, in the hospital, they said she overdosed. And she's swearing up and down, I did not do this. She said, he popped up. He said, I'm going to get you. Next thing I know, I'm waking up in the hospital. They're saying I overdosed. I did not do this. And I mean, just absolutely convinced and telling everybody, she just went off to college. She was having a good time. You know, her life had just begun. Oh, but now she gets labeled as being crazy, having attempted suicide. and And she's adamant, did not do this. I have had many people I had a I, as a as a therapist I had a student working under me, um <laughs> an occupational therapy student and, and you know, people whispered to her like, Oh, this is the lady who writes these books on these things and, and she goes, On what? And I told her about the hat man and child people and, and she just turns white. And she said, Oh my god, and she said, I was about three years old. She said and I saw a fork on the floor and I saw the power outlet and I'm thinking I want to put that in there, you know? And she said, out of nowhere, she said, this guy in a black suit and a hat, she said he was so tall, he was crouched, his back was crouched on the ceiling, and he bent all the way down to her face within an inch and looked at the fork and looked at the outlet and said, go ahead, stick it in. He he encouraged a three-year-old to commit suicide. That indicates he has no limits. He would encourage anything so an addict that's easy peasy why not
0: wow so that brings us to the question about uh preventing or protecting yourself Mm -hmm. from this phenomenon or anything similar to that and i know you know you've mentioned some things already but if uh, if somebody's Mm -hmm. experiencing this what's the first thing they need to do
1: well, because this thing likes to take advantage when your guard is down. When is our guard down? Especially when we're sleeping. So, um, and and the one place that we feel most comfortable is our home. That's where he comes up the most. So, I tell people they should build up their defense in their home. So, if you or there's others that live there. Uh, they should all participate in blessing the home, and uh, it's methodical—a certain method that um, I, I have all my books for free with Amazon Prime on uh, as an ebook, because I just didn't know how to place a price tag on somebody's soul. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, so I'm like, so I, my books, uh, all but one publisher, just would not allow for it. But um, all of them are on there. Where if you have a Prime membership, you should be able to get it. Um, so i say get the the book um the 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 hatman uh book 2 um it's all in comics and it shows you how to go about uh blessing your home um so to do that and to keep your protection with you so when you you do your blessing um, of the house, you're keeping the protection with you because you use a cross necklace that you can wear wherever you go. I am never without mine. Um, <laughs> these things really hate my guts and feelings are mutual. So, um, <laughs> But, yeah, so that's number one. Um, when it comes to, uh, sometimes, he, so he can't get at your, into your, your home. So he'll come into your dreams. It, he's such a piece of crap. Uh, so he'll work in your dreams and you'll have the most horrific nightmares sometimes. And he's just trying to break you down again. And, and sometimes somebody that comes over to your house, they dragged a piece of his garbage on their shoes and it comes back in your house. Just bless it again and have patience with the nightmares. Because the nightmares, that's all they are he's just you know his last little attempt but then sometimes they'll start showing up at people's workplace and it's kind of hard to bless your workspace but you know keep your 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 blessing with you keep it keep it on your necklace uh your your cross necklace and uh you know it helps protect you so that's that's the first line of defense um he can step it up. Sometimes people reach out to me when things are really bad, when they are already showing signs of him pulling their strings, like possessed. Um, that's when you need some extra help. Um so sometimes exorcisms are needed. Um, praying over family members, stepping in, uh, showing the love and them reaching out with their faith because I find a lot of these people are are agnostic, atheists, uh or they call themselves recovering Catholics. So they're delving into everything that isn't Christian. They got a little Buddhism, they got a little bit of this and that and you know, um it's not all bad of course, but um you know, you're looking at at the the opposite of of, of uh, Christ. <laughs> you're looking at the devil who is taking you down. Who who are you going to throw at it? You can't you can't stand alone in the face of this thing. So, and that's one thing people have to know. I hear people talk about, um, yeah, I, I talk about the human potential that you, you should have no doubts in what you're capable of because these things, if they could take you out, they would have already, but they can't. They sit in their chisel for 40 years at you, and they make these threats and all this stuff. And, I'm, and it's just like, it's going to kill me. I'm like, no, it would have done it already. You know, it's like, you just got to stand firm in your faith. So you're not standing alone. And you have to stand firm on your your, your belief and, and not run, not hide, and not swing at these things, but stand firm and, you know, essentially rebuke it. <laughs> to say, you know, in Jesus' name, go. And people are like I've done all that. I said everything. I did all that. And I'm like, I say, well, you know, what's that? I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's like holding up a, a cross to a vampire, and the vampire took the cross out of his hand and laughed and said, "You got to have faith for that to work." Um, <laughs> so sometimes when you don't have even the faith of a mustard seed and you're just rehashing like, um, like you're reading a, a novel or something, there's nothing behind it. That can be a bit more challenging, but I have the faith of a mustard seed that the name of Jesus really helps to move things out, uh, to provide the air that people need to recover from attacks from such a thing.
0: Let's, um... Let's change the subject in the few minutes we have left, because one of the things that you've also Mm -hmm. looked into and talked about is Slender Man. Now, most of us recognize that uh, the pop culture notion of Slender Man came from what was, I think, an altered photograph that was entered into a creepypasta contest or something along those lines. Um, But it turns Mm -hmm. out there's more to it than that. And uh, actually, there was there was an incident where a girl was stabbed because of this. What should we think about Mm -hmm. Slender Man?
1: Uh, it's a, a ripped off version of hat man. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's tall. He goes after kids. He wears a suit. Um, <laughs> he, he has tentacles like shadow spiders. Uh, let's see. <laughs> but yeah, I did learn that, uh, uh, the rumor has it that this Eric Nutson, who came up with this, who so, so supposedly came up with this, had heard the reports of a hat man that I was discussing and putting ah, out there and, okay. uh, that, that he, Brought up his own little creation and called it oh not Hat Man we're gonna call it Slender Man, so um <laughs> so yeah when if there there's when it came to that attack um, two little girls attacked uh, their third friend and what were they twelve years old or something and and uh, the two little girls that did the attacking one of them told the other um I you know. I've uh this this is Slender Man and showed the creepypasta pasta a website and the other little girl became convinced right away because what did she say? Oh, I saw him when I was little. So she had witnessed probably the hat man, very, very convincible if you'd seen him and yeah. know that kind of fear and like, oh, you wanna please him, you know, twelve year olds, why not? You know, so I, I didn't think it was difficult to convince her if she had witnessed uh, the hat man. And then they thought, well, we have to sacrifice our friend because guess what? Hat man would say something like that. He would inspire such a thing. Uh, that's just what he does. So if it came in a dream, if it came in a whisper in their ear, whatever it is, it's like the devil sitting on your shoulder. Uh, that's him. Uh, he'll pull your strings to do stuff. Now, the sad and and horrible thing, uh, two weeks. So I should give a little bit of history on this. Whenever I've had like uh I mean, I'm, I'm the type of person that I, I get these dreams that seem so real, it's hard to believe they didn't happen. And, and when I have them, they're always at my parents' house. My parents live in Wisconsin, it's where I'm from uh, originally. And so two weeks after I put my book out on the Hatman and, and hat man, I'd never had an experience with him. He came at me just before the book came out, and I had to add his, little attacks at me just before putting the book out. I'd experienced Mm. shadow people left and right, shadow spiders, all this stuff. My college roommate experienced the hat man. I didn't see him. Um, And uh, not until I was about to put this book out did he come at me. And so I put this book out. Two weeks later, this attack happens about a 15, 20-minute drive from my parents' home. Oh, wow. Um, I took that really personal because... This is just uh this is just before I put the book out. He came into my room, he sat on my bed and uh paralyzed me and um and another time uh this is like weeks apart uh working as a therapist and um I work with physical therapists all the time, and they work with patients trying to learn to walk in between parallel bars with mirrors all the way around the parallel bars and These two therapists didn't know my background fully, and they're asking me questions. What do you write books about? And I'm telling them. uh, One therapist leaves, the other one takes a patient and starts walking them in between the parallel bars. This is 15 minutes after I just told them about Hatman, And the patient is freaking out, pointing at the mirror, saying, Who's that man in a black suit trying to talk to me in a different language? I mean, I just, I don't even know how to tell you. He was that fast in responding to our conversation. And I said, sir, I didn't see it. I said, sir, is he wearing a hat? He said, I knew you could see him. He's right there behind you. And, uh, yeah, just just so quick. So he's very reactive, very responsive to things that I've done. Um, <laughs> and he's even, I've had people reach out to me, and I'm like, you know, I always ask him, well, how'd you find me? What's the information? And they said, well, they told me, Hat Man told me his name was Hatman. I said, come on now. He took the name I gave him? Wow. That just took it to a whole other level. I'm like, you know, he's he's very aware. Um, he's talked horrible against me, too. Uh, people have experienced him, too, um, which is fine. I take it as a compliment. I really do, because I'm like, oh, good. I'm getting under his uh, ethereal skin. Great, because uh, I want to be the thorn in his side, too. Shown that you know we mean business. This is not his place to be.
0: But do you um, feel threatened? Death
1: was never meant to be
0: here. Do you feel threatened? I mean, more than threatened. Do you feel uh, that your life is at risk, or your, at least your soul is at risk?
1: I don't. don't. I really don't. Um, I think that this thing could have, if it could have got me, it would have already. But I had experiences that really, I say, help me cheat in my faith. Um, I, I have a book called "Jesus Is No Joke." Because soon after, I was experiencing a lot of these horrific things, and I was a person who doubted that people saying they saw Jesus in a tree trunk or a bowl of soup and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, come on. I I wrote, wrote in my book, The Secret War, if Jesus were around, I think I would have seen him by now, because this is so too much. Um, and just before I put that book out, Jesus showed up. Um and I took great pride picking on my friends who would go to bed early to get up to church the next day while in college. I'm like, no, you're not going to see me doing that. And um, for him to come my way and uh, just shook up my whole world, and I, I, this right here, even me talking to you right now, now is a miracle because I, I went to school for a very difficult program. I mean, I felt like I could have become a physician. It was tough. Um And I would give up grades, so I wouldn't have to do public speaking. We'd have to do a presentation, and I just made sure I had A-plus grades all the way through, so I would take the hit and still be an A student, because I wouldn't do that presentation. So um, my first encounter that I had with Jesus, he told me not to worry what others think uh, about my— he wanted me to finish my first book, The Secret War— and he said, "Don't worry what others think. Know that I'll be there to give you the words." And uh, every time I come to do a radio show, even before I did this one, I look up to the heavens and I say, "Because you know, I have nothing to say, I'm like I really don't. <laughs> I like you promised to give me the words. Now I'm holding you to it." So um, that's how I know I'm fine um, because I wouldn't be able, to, I would not be able to talk about such evil things if I didn't have. The encounters with Jesus as I as I did, and um, I I didn't know how to be more honest about it than to just put it out there and say, "Look, Jesus showed up, changed my whole tune, and it's why I'm able to do what I'm doing right now."
0: Did Jesus come to you in a physical form, or did his words come to you? Mm.
1: Oh, uh, he came uh, he came to me a couple of times physical, and uh, but the first time. Was not um, just so overwhelming. My goodness, I, I was in college. I came home. Uh, I would I worked five in the morning to twelve. Come home, take a nap, and go to school. And and I, I came home. told my roommate turned down the TV. I'm going to go take my naps for a class. And I went into my bedroom. It's, it's July. It's middle of the day. I went to go lay down on my bed. And you know how you swing your legs up and you get comfortable and turn. And I went to swing my legs up on the bed. And I fell off and hit the floor so hard. I'm like, whoa, how did I miss the bed? I'm like getting myself up, looking around, and I'm like, where am I? I I wasn't there. I wasn't at my place anymore. I'm standing in front of my parents' home, and I'm like, it was so as real as I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm looking around and going, how did I get here? And I'm trying to think. I'm. I'm like, oh my god! I. I, I know I was going to come here. I was going to meet with my friend Quincy, and I look down my parents' driveway. They live out in the country a bit and um, have a rather long driveway. And I. I look and I see. I see this guy walking up the the driveway. I'm like, oh yeah, here comes Quincy now. I don't know how I got here, but I know I was supposed to meet him here. And he gets closer, and this immediate recognition just hits me so hard. Like, oh. I put my face in my hands. I'm like, this is not happening. I'm like, I'm look, I'm, pin- I'm literally hitting and pinching myself. Like, I am here. I'm really here. And and he comes up right in front of me, and I see off white robes and everything. And uh, I, but I keep my face covered in my hands. And and he goes, uh, hello, like a friendly conversation about to take place and, and I'm like, hello. I'm still being my silly self and my face uh, being palmed and and he goes, do you know who I am? If you knew who I was, you would not hesitate to say it. And I started pulling my hands away from my face and I'm stuttering and I'm, and I'm saying, well, well, well you, you're you Jesus? And he said, yes, I am. And I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I don't know why I called him Jesus and and I looked up, and I see the off-white robes. I see the bright uh, light behind his head. His face is perfectly blackened and shadowed. And uh, he starts talking about his life and how so much needed to be done. And, and I am still me going, oh, my God, this <laughs> is going on right now? I'm, I'm looking down to the ground, and I'm like, oh, why is the ground so close to me? And I'm like, oh, I'm on my knees. I don't even remember going on my knees and he stops talking. I feel like a kid caught in class, like not paying attention. I'm like, uh, and I start stuttering again. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? And he said, first, you need to show us some things. And I'm like, us, I'm like, Oh, and I'm looking around. I don't see anybody but him. And I'm like, he's talking about his dad. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he said, you need to finish writing your book. And he said, do not worry what others say. Know that I'll be there to give you the words. And um, he went on to talk about some other things. And it's so odd because I could see his mouth was moving. I can't tell you what his face looked like, but I could see his mouth was moving. But I knew what he was saying next. I wasn't meant to remember. Um, And then I knew he had to go. And I'm like, oh, my God, think of something fast, Heidi. They ask him something really important. He's leaving. And I'm like, hold on, what's my real name? I mean, such a strange question. And he laughed and said, I love you very much, Ailea. And, um, yeah, that was um, mm. the first experience. That, um, but, yeah, I mean, my friends saw the change because I was, all I kept telling people was, Jesus is no joke, he's for real. This guy, is, he he's so aware of things. I mean, the the love that came off from him. I tell people I could have been blind and seen it was him because every cell in my body screamed his name and um I'd seen him a few other times um and I had healings that were it, it just my doctors cannot explain um but the the, the list <laughs> the list that goes on um let's see uh ulcerative colitis was was healed with him coming physically once um I, I had a brain aneurysm he came physically at that time, that 95% fatal, gone. Uh, brain tumor, that was uh, just gone. Wow. <laughs> was just, uh, I had severe seizures as a kid. They didn't think I would live um, to be very old, past age of 10. I can't say I had an experience with him then, but I had a lot of heaven-like experiences back then. Um, and I mean, just one thing after another, um, spinal cord injury shouldn't have survived. Uh, just one thing after another and uh i feel fortunate to be in the situation that i am well, for sure to be able but to help people to figure I, this out
0: how mm-hmm. did he give you an expla- explanation or maybe you've got one on your own why you why not everybody has this experience
1: um, yeah you know i it's so odd I, I never thought of myself as being anything out of the ordinary um i just felt like i just was unlucky i had a lot of weird things going on um but I, I did have an experience that, that kind of explained things to me that it, I, I don't even know how to categorize it. And I've asked people over the years, you know, what is this? Why would this have happened? Um, I, I was I was having a conversation with my friend while in college again, and I go to walk across the room, and I just wasn't there anymore. I, I was looking at the scene in space, and I saw this thing that looked like a spinning sun, and there were Trillions upon trillions of souls in it. And I was one of the dots. Uh, and thoughts, ideas, and things would pass through this light, and everybody contributed to the thought, and it became one. And I, this thought came by of something that needed to be done. And I, I casually thought, casually, I was like, eh, I guess that's something I could do. And it was like everybody took a step back in line and all of a sudden I'm the one left standing and it's like, she said she'll do it. Oh, what? <laughs> and I'm shooting out of this love soup of light. I, I knew this light was called the source. I, I wouldn't say it was God. Um, I, I'd say it was like a part of a soul love soup. Um, and, and I agreed to come here and, and here I am standing in the middle of my living room going, you know, my friends watching me and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, how can I forget, how could I forget, how could I forget? And I go to sit down on my food towers, so i like, what, forget what? I'm like, how can I forget who I am and why I came here? Here I was in college in a really tough program. I wanted to quit it. I'm like, this is not what I came here for. I didn't come here to become the best little therapist I could be. I didn't come here for any of this. I wanted to drop everything and just run full force into taking on, these demonic things. And, um, I'm like, what are, I'm working for a piece of paper to prove I'm, I'm not a crazy person, you know? So, um, it, it's, it was really difficult to be here and, and value the same things that people do as far as, uh, <laughs> you know, Ooh, I want to get a shiny car. I want to get a house with a picket fence. I, those things didn't matter to me. I, I got this bigger view and, um uh, And, yeah, so this is what drives me. This is what keeps me going and being passionate about what it is that I do. And I don't know anybody that uh, has really supported me 100% and go, Yay, Heidi, keep going. I, I, I haven't had book release parties, you know. I've had, oh, why don't you have a pen name for this stuff? You know, for your <laughs> listen. I'm like, you know what? I, I have to have a sense of humor about it because I know people don't get it. It's not something you could look up and say, of course that happens. And, and now I just got another notch in my belt of something that's even more far out of the ordinary than uh, I'd ever anticipated. Um, I was recently on uh, Coast to Coast and um, I was on there with a journalist and uh, I I I I found out a couple years ago that I have something kind of rare, and I don't know how to attribute it, but um, it may be something like an internal stigmata, and uh, I've I've got holes in my wrists, um, mm. but you can't see it only on X-rays. It looks like a bullet hole gone through my bones, um, and and it's technically called a bone cyst. But they happen to be in the exact same spot where <laughs> crucifixions uh, were taking place. And right. um, there's only been three reported in the world to have them right where I have them. And I'm like, oh, great. Oh, wow. You know, I, I never would have uh, suspected or expected to have such a thing. But um, there it is. And so it's uh, – I, I just tell people, you know, they find things interesting and all, and I'm like I'm, – I'm Christian, I have things to do, I'm busy and it's like but the focus to be on something like that is so different for me and uh um but yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done and especially in this uh day and age when so many things are uh really looking kind of rough and bleak, but yeah. there's always a bright light at yeah. the end of
0: this. Well, uh, we're out of time, Heidi. Thank you so much for being here tonight, and thank you for your great work and your message. And uh, as things, thank you. Yeah, as things uh, kind of play out here, uh, we may need another inspiring message from you, and you know, in a little while. So we'll yeah. hopefully have you back yeah. at some point. Once again, let people Please know. Do. Yeah, let people know where they can find your books and your work and follow you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it, uh, J.V. This has been a, an absolute blast, and uh, I'm I'm available to chat anytime. I, I welcome people to write me um, at HeidiHollis.com. Um, they could just uh, send an email through there or the other F word dot com. And, uh, you know, keep the faith, keep positive out there, everybody. You know, it's it's tough. It looks rough, but our guiding angels are around us, and have faith in that. Just the size of a mustard seed is all we need, and we could send this darkness on its way.
0: All right. Well, once again, thanks for being here. Stay safe. Stay, stay wherever you need to be safe. And uh, hopefully, <laughs> you too. Yeah. Hopefully, we, in a few months, we can all look back at this and say, "Wow, we dodged a bullet." I mean, that's hoping what it all happens yeah. for everybody. Because
1: oh, I have faith in it. All right. I have faith in it for sure. God bless you. Thank you so much, JB. This was a blast.
0: Thank you once again. It's HeidiHollis.com.